the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Pro-America Report on The Answer, San Diego. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. And uh, very important wink today, what you need to know. But first, let me remind you, please, please do me a favor and visit the pro, uh, excuse me, proamericareport.com. Sign up for the daily email. Goes out each morning, Monday through Friday, to your inbox, 8 a.m. East Coast time, 5 a.m. Pacific time. Also, follow me at Twitter, at Eagle Ed Martin, over on Parlor and Gab and everybody else. It's at Ed Martin. And on Facebook, it's Ed Martin Live. So you can find all that there. A lot going on right now in the weeks before the November election. I'm actually uh, right now in Pennsylvania. We are uh, preparing to do an event. Uh, with, uh, d- uh, excuse me, with uh, Lara Logan, uh, the great journalist, an interesting woman uh, who's done so many different things. She is going to be the host and speaker. An event will be uh, uh, Doug Mastriano, the candidate for governor, will be there uh, and lots of others. And so I'm up in Pennsylvania. I'll report back on that tomorrow. But, but first, let me get to what you need to know. This is a big one. It's a big one. I, I'm going to tell you something that, and you're going to think, oh my gosh, that's crazy. But remember, it's, um, it's not crazy. First of all, it's me. And second, it is uh, the projection racket. Remember I told you whatever the, the left is saying about us, about you, about Trump, about me, it's what they're projecting on us. And you know, they have run around saying uh, Trump is Hitler. Trump is Hitler. Republicans are Hitler. And you look around, and you're like, huh, I don't know. You know, there's lots of things that uh, would be hard to be Hitler when the Jewish community embraces Donald Trump, for example, and Israel embraces Donald Trump. It'd be hard to be Hitler when you're President Trump and you are tied up in court over and over again. So you get the point. And here's the thing. There's only one character on the world stage right now who actually is utilizing some of the techniques, maybe many of them, that were used by people like Hitler and by Hitler himself. And that's Joe Biden. President Joe Biden is Hitler. And I am not joking when I say that. President Joe Biden has seized the reins of power and has shamelessly called his political opponents a clear and present danger. He has shamelessly put people in jail who are his political enemies. He has gone around the Congress. He hasn't he hasn't dissolved the parliament yet which is something Hitler did, but he's just about done the same thing. He said, I don't care if COVID is over. I'm going to use emergency powers to forgive the loans of certain select few that I want. He has, he has so Hitler gone that instead of talking about how to get peace in the world, Ukraine, Russia, he just talks about war. Why? To get you fearful, to get you nervous, to create more Uh, uh, military strength, more military power for himself. You watch this guy and he is literal. I'm not joking. It's not a, I'm not even being figurative. He is utilizing the tools, propaganda. He has a propaganda machine where he and his people will pressure the big tech and big media to deliver the messaging they want. 
Now you can say, well, uh, Joseph Goebbels actually, you know, created the propaganda ministry. Well, it's pretty close to the same thing. It's pretty darn close to the same thing when you can get big tech and big media to deliver the messaging you want, which is what they're doing. They did it for over the last maybe six or eight weeks over and over again. The media, big tech said it's abortion. It's abortion. Be scared. Abortion. The public didn't buy it. Here's another one. The, the, the Hitler character, Joe Biden, utilizes his power to try to intimidate world leaders into acting on his behalf politically. He is pressuring Saudi Arabia to release gas and oil and gas and change their OPEC, uh, uh, you know, uh, um, not their standards, but their their output. And he's blatantly doing it for the election cycle. I mean, you can go down in every area. He's using the economy, using the buttons of the economy to try to uh, prop up his own political power. There, there's almost no comparable conduct by Donald Trump in office that is like what Joe Biden is doing, using the police power to put people in prison who are his opponents, uh, identify people who are his political opponents as clear and present danger. That's a monstrous thing that Hitler did, identifying people and dividing them up. Here's another way. When Joe Biden stands up and divides everyone into different hyphenated Americans, when he decides to favor transgender people over gay people, which is what he does, when he decides to favor this group over that group, which is what he does, African-American women were the only people eligible for the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, he may have had a preference for that, but the fact that he said you can't apply if you're in the other group is very un-American. There's only one person on the world stage in the last 10 years, even Obama, who had, I think, predilections towards the kind of uh, uh, authority and, uh, and tyranny that Hitler did. I think, I mean, that's a lot to say, but Obama, you know, himself said uh, famously, you know, I don't have the constitutional authority to do that uh, regarding the, uh, the uh, dreamer kids. And then he didn't get it done through Congress. And so he turned around and said, well, I got a pen and a phone. I'll do it anyway. That's pretty darn, uh, uh, um, pretty darn dramatic, but frankly, it's in one area and it was dramatic and, and terrible, but it's not like Biden on the economy spending wise on international affairs uh, in terms of promoting wars, promoting wars that empower the commander in chief. He should be promoting peace and he should not be the one who, and this is both parties have fallen victim to this. He's not the only, he's not the one who should be the one deciding about wars. It should be the Congress with the president. That's the way the constitution's written. And he's running roughshod over all that. He's even trying on education much differently than Obama did to take away from local communities the choices that they already have. Charter schools is really the only one. But you can bet your bottom dollar his Department of Justice will be challenging any of the states that try to do uh, 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 school choice and others. It is projection. It's the projection racket writ large to have anyone claim that Donald Trump or Republicans are, are Hitler-like. It is currently happening around us that when it comes to the economy, let me do it again, the economy, military, international affairs, and especially the power of the security state and the propaganda state. All those together, we've never had a president 
who is abusing we the people in a Hitler fashion like Joe Biden. Joe Biden is the worst we've ever had. It's a stunning thing to see. And we should all be really, really worried about it. It's not a minor thing. It's not a minor thing. It's not a small problem. It's a monstrous problem. And that's what you need to know. All right, we got to take a break. We got a lot more. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin. Hey, by the way, come back because I'm going to tell you, John Fetterman proves that Democrats do not care about people, period. I'll tell you about it in a minute. We'll be right back. Ed Martin, Pro-America Report, back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. A while ago now, it's been a couple of months, uh, we had my old friend uh, on the program, uh, retired uh, Colonel uh, John Mills uh, was with us. He talked about his book, which was then just out, I think. It was it's called The Nation Will Follow, Firsthand Experiences Fighting the Deep State. And this is the important part, uh, uh, Colonel, is and then the next part of this phrase and the action plan for the American citizen. And a few weeks ago, maybe last week, uh, one of the colonel's uh, folks sent me a copy of the book as an audible, which is very smart or an audio book, very smart of them because I can listen to it when I'm driving. And I spend a bunch of my time driving my kids around and soccer practice and, uh, and that kind of stuff. So he's joining us. Uh, retired Colonel John Mills. Welcome, sir. How are you? Oh, Ed, thank you so much. Always an honor to be with you on your show. Well, I was looking at your uh, stuff getting ready, and I thought it was pretty cool to say um, you've been working as a professional, either in the Army or um, also privately, in what you what's described as five eras, the Cold War, the Peace Dividend, the War on Terror, World in Chaos, and now what you call the Great Power Showdown. Um, so first, uh, Colonel John Mills, and I want to make sure we'll get to your book, I promise, but when you look out at the world, and you see um, Russia, superpower, nuclear superpower, fighting with um, the uh, Ukrainians and the world sort of uh, drawn into that. But then you look across and you see uh, Chairman Xi have a, a Congress and get another five year term. And China, I don't know, there's no is there any other way to say it? ascendant, at least in terms of consolidating their power. Who knows what they're saying is true about their economy or anything else? What's the, what's your assessment of the sort of showdown we're in? That's the phrase I think you use. What, what do you where are we? Well, yes, uh, yeah, the the show, the great power showdown, and the battle to save the republic simultaneously, <laughs> it, right? In, inside and outside battle for American citizens. Well, lost in the noise of Xi's uh, speeches on Sunday, um, uh, which is Monday would be Monday their time, Sunday our time, and going on this week. Uh, last Thursday, the Biden administration clamped down really hard on Americans who are uh, helping with chip production in China. So they, these U.S. persons are now under, under uh, they're in violation of U.S. export control laws if they continue to work as of Thursday. This was kind of a no-notice, jarring uh, announcement. It should have been in place several years ago. But, okay, equate this to July 1941, when Roosevelt said, Japan, that's it. You are cut off from oil and rubber in Malaya, which started the clock and and started the clock to the strike on Pearl Harbor. This Biden uh, clampdown uh, 
is 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 going to be ferociously harmful to the Chinese. Why are they doing it this time when there's also very reasonable and growing questions on whether Hunter and even his dad and members of the administration are bought off by China? Well, it's uh, uh, there is great interest in resurrecting simultaneously resurrecting chip production in America on a much greater scale. And you do have a very strong bipartisan cheerleading squad for this. However, uh, this is a jarring. Again, I'm, I think it's a good idea. Should have been done several years ago, but it is the effectively the equivalent of cutting Japan off from oil and rubber in July of 1941. It is it is asphyxiating. It is deadly to China. What will, uh, what will their response be? And and let me say it differently. Was this done in part because they knew somebody knew or had a sense of how she would be saber rattled? Battling on Taiwan. I mean, was it, you know, nothing happens in a vacuum. I can't imagine that this, the timing of this is just uh, total coincidence. So, you know, what is your, what is your sense? Is this, um, are they related? And, and more importantly, uh, what's next? Well, I think uh, we are clearly uh, on a prelude to war and conflict. I don't mean to be alarmist in any way, but I want to be a realist and uh, be 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 honest uh, and transparent about what's going on. Uh, there are alarming indicators. Um, I, I said last fall. The junior partner Russia would kick off a conflict in the Ukraine, but the main game, the big game, is the very senior partner of China and their their movement toward the uh, uh, to the east toward Taiwan and beyond. And once they move toward Taiwan, and it was this is not my words. This is uh, this is uh, the Indo Pacific commander uh, who said this about Guam, which is U.S. sovereign territory, is. Guam is a target in any conflict. That means once Ta- once China makes a move on Taiwan, there will be missiles raining down on U.S. territory. Okay, well, that wasn't exactly what I was um, bringing you on to talk about, but I mean, I hear you, and I'm glad I asked you, and I think that it's important. Uh, you know, I, I don't think, as you say, no one's covering it. We're covering uh, Ukraine and other things. Um, so uh, let's move for a second. Let's go over to your book. The nation will follow firsthand experiences fighting the deep state. First, that part. When I read your book, and it's been a while now, and, and I have to say, I was jumping around with the audio book in the last week, but. Um, you know, your experience firsthand, what you talked about, uh, what you observe now, does any of it surprise you when you see the FBI offered a million dollars to a witness? Uh, you know, uh, the other aspects of sort of getting under the hood of some of these uh, participation of either FBI informants or sponsors or something in in some of whether it's the Michigan um, supposed kidnapping or January 6th. Any, any of this surprise you or is it sort of what you expect? And you're sort of like, hey, this is what I've been talking about. This is exactly what I've been talking about. And I think uh, there's far more to come, whether it's Durham or whether it's a, an America First Congress in January. I think there is a lot more to it. This goes back to when the FBI was just absolutely no question about spying on uh, was it James Rubin and Cheryl Atkinson. This is an out of control law enforcement and intelligence community that needs a complete remaking and redoing. So I'm not surprised at all. And this malfeasance is just breathtaking. And they're desperate. They're desperate to do because they don't want they don't want everything revealed and they don't want more revealed because this is this just shows utter corruption. And yes, this is exactly what I was talking about in the book. Um, and 
When you hear uh, people talking about addressing it, so you see either policymakers or pundits, uh, candidates, they say, we're going to get to the bottom of this. Um, what's the real path there? We're talking with Colonel John Mills, by the way. His website is thenationwillfollow.com, thenationwillfollow.com. You can uh, find his book there and order it there through the website, thenationwillfollow.com. But what's the, what's the real path forward for accountability uh, of the deep state? Is it, it, it is, And maybe let's pretend that there's going to be a Republican House and even a Republican Senate. So you have a new Congress uh, come January. What's their path forward for accountability and 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 uh, and oversight? Real, not just uh, sound bites on Fox News, but something something sub- substantial. Well, I mean, I think the uh, Cong- U.S. Congress does have arrest authority with their own police, not Department of Justice and FBI. But we are at a point where they have to make demonstrative examples out of uh, both through impeachments and, yes, actual arrest. Congress, you know, when I'm talking about the before and after World War II era, before World War II, I mean, into the 1800s, uh, you, Congress has made arrests of those who are not cooperative. So I think they need to be demonstrative. A very, very aggressive because this we are at a state of losing the republic. Um, but it's also that's the national level. But the the deep staters, the swamp, the elites stand upon and would not stand if it wasn't for corruption at the local level in our counties. And right here in print, I want everybody after reading this book to be a Loudoun County, Virginia parent, but I also want them to be a Prince William County parent in Virginia. Mm. That's my county. Yeah. We now have a criminal indictment of the registrar <laughs> that I fought with and that when you and I first. Yeah, met, I remember that. Yep. Yep. She is now uh, the former registrar is now under felony indictment by the the, uh, the wonderful attorney general, Jason Miares, who I was asked to come in and brief earlier this year. She's now under federal indictment. I've also been um, uh, having civil but uh, uh, very forceful engagements with the current registrar who has now has announced their resignation. Uh, and I'm in regular contact with other uh, uh, power groups within the county, including the sheriff. And again, the attorney general and and these groups will talk with anyone. This is not any kind of I'm not implying a special relationship, but uh, obviously uh, I've established a certain amount of gravitas and uh, a subject matter expertise where obviously in my county and state, they want to talk to me. They want to talk to me because they want to know. And with this Kenick situation, everybody watch this Kenick situation. This is where the liberal district attorney of Los Angeles, George Gascon, has criminally indicted uh, Eugene Yu of Kenick, which makes election machine paraphernalia and uh, and election machine equipment. We'll just call it that. Mm -hmm. Um, Why? Because they were storing uh, election official information, private information in China. And now it's turning out very likely even more information this is explosive and incendiary and blows the that blows the lid off of any there's no china connection well uh eugene Yu, a naturalized american was storing election inf- related information in china no that that is at this point that is factually established and now he's being uh he just was i believe he was just uh uh, uh transition from Michigan to California to face criminal prosecution. Mm. This is explosive. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. And uh, thanks to uh, um, um, it's. uh, Oh, my. Oh, my good. uh, Catherine and Greg Phillips. 
Uh, oh, true. Uh, the vote. True. The vote. Yeah. 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 True. true. The vote that a, a month ago was being charged as election deniers uh, was being uh, and uh, uh, Kenick was going to you know uh, uh, sue them just like uh, Dominion has sued others. And then, oh, 30 days later, guess what? Kenick CEO is uh, now in jail. Isn't that huh. interesting? Uh, John Mills, we're talking with John Mills, a retired uh, Army colonel and uh, long experience in, in uh, government uh, service, both in the military and uh, and in intelligence uh, fields. Um, uh, colonel, I, we're finishing up. I got to finish up. And we'll, again, I will have you back again. That website is the nation will follow dot com. Uh, but tell our folks in particular, I always liked your, your book because the, the, the title, because at the end it says um, you say uh, and what an action plan and an action plan. Well, tell me, give me, give me the contours of you know, we're a month or so from an election, a little bit uh, less. What's what's in your action plan in these days for people to do? Well, uh, I'm going to be a sworn election official. That's somebody working behind the counter. And that's step one. Everybody needs to uh, do duty as a sworn election official behind the counter, not as a poll watcher. Everybody gets these confused. It's taken me three years just to explain to a lot of self-appointed election experts and uh, and even the, the GOP elements because, oh, that's a poll watcher in Virginia. No, no. We're talking about the officials behind the counter that count the votes. So right. that's step, step one. No matter where you live in America, everybody needs to spend time behind the counter being a sworn election official because about 95% of these people are, are temporarily deputized and sworn in and they are just common citizens. So that's step one, but be a known personality and figure in front of your county council, school board, registrar, election board, judges, sheriffs, and prosecutors. Speak with authority. Don't be ugly, mean, uh, uh, hostile, or, or violent. <laughs> right. Right. But establish a gravitas and speak with authority because these are these seven groups of officials, every every one of the thirty three hundred county or county equivalents in America have these set seven common functions and titles. And uh, they may be called a little bit differently. But if you speak with authority, having spent time reading state law, even if these groups are honest, they will act very, very differently when you call, visit, or show up because right. you will establish respect. And at the, we don't need lawyers. Everybody says, I need a lawyer to do this. No, you don't. That's a very bad idea. Do it yourself, and uh, you will. it'll be amazing, the impact. Just right here in Prince William County. I have been I have become a force to be reckoned with. Well, and that's, you know, let me just say, and Colonel uh, John Mills, I'm sorry, I'm going to run out of time, but I want to just say showing up. Right. I mean, I I hate to be so blunt, but um, your message is, hey, understand what's going on. Understand where to show up. Don't just, you know, as you said, get behind. I tell people eyes inside, not just eyes outside where you're looking over the counter, but, you know, go and get trained and be an inside poll worker so you can get eyes inside. Know how it goes and don't disappear. Right. I mean, don't come just for the day of Um, one of the things, John, uh, Colonel John Mills, our guest. And again, uh, send you to his website, the nation will follow dot com. That's his book. Um, The letters you wrote, the interactions you had. I remember your very first time we met, you said, hey, I keep telling people, don't be a, a jerk. Just because you're right doesn't mean you can be a jerk, right? Be a nice person, be friendly, be open, be honest, upfront about your concerns. Don't be dishonest. Don't be lying or hiding, but but don't be uh, a jerk. And it's uh, you know showing up with class and smarts. Uh, and I think your book, The Nation Will Follow, is helpful uh, primer, both to understand where you come from and then what to do. So we'll have you back again, Colonel. I've got to run, unfortunately. Thank you for the book and thank you for all you're doing. And we'll talk Talk very soon.
Well, you bet, Ed. Thank you. It's always an honor to be with you. Looking forward to the next time. Thank you so much. Good to be with you. John Mills, everybody. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on the Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. I have been looking forward to this interview for a couple of weeks. Um, there is a book out there. If you haven't seen it, you need to see it. Sheep No More. Sheep No More. Jonathan T. Gilliam, Gilliam is a, uh, he was a couple of decades, a Navy SEAL, FBI agent, uh, air marshal, did private stuff, police officer. And of course, now you'll sometimes hear him filling in for Seb Gorka over on the Salem Radio Network, as well as uh, Hannity. Uh, in his heyday and you can follow him on Twitter at J Gilliam underscore seal uh, follow me at Eagle Ed Martin and also his website Jonathan T Gilliam uh, dot com I'll put all this up on social media so uh, so first welcome thank you for being on the show sir how are you I'm doing good and thanks for having me I really do appreciate it uh, the more more we're talking about all this stuff the better yeah um, sure it's important we'll get to and i want to get to your book sheep are no more the art of awareness and attack survival but i want to first ask you a different question uh, naomi wolf who's got attention now for having been a rabid lefty feminist but who after covid came through and not only did she kind of come through and uh and realize wait government's out of control and she sounds like a conservative now even more mm-hmm. telling i don't know if you've seen her heard her talk about or, or seen her writing on second amendment she she married yeah. A security officer, a security guard, and and now she's like, hey, wait a second. When he's gone, I sure like that Second Amendment. But here's what I want to ask you. I had her on the show, and she talked about how she was worried about um, the coming times. And one thing she was concerned about was uh, in terms of survival is a little dramatic, but it, it feels right. She said she was making sure she got everything on paper, meaning she printed out her bank statements. She made sure she had her health records because she was worried about our dependence on the Internet and technology. How do you assess that her instinct? I mean, in many ways, attack survival, you know, the attacks we're going to face are going to be maybe different than we ever thought. Well, uh, first of all, uh, let me just say this. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't know what to think nowadays when we have people who are, are far left <laughs> yeah. <are> coming over <laughs> to be conservative. Yeah. Uh, because it, it, I know the, the ways that uh, the left is subversive. Uh, I don't trust Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah. So, so um, when, when uh, Naomi Wolf comes over, and I'm familiar with who she is, um, and she's saying things like this. I agree with her. You know, I tend to agree with her. And and I do think that um, that we we are we're in a difficult place right now. And uh, in this country, because we're so dependent on technology, we're so dependent on these things and we're actually dependent on the government because of the left. And so, um, mm. you know, while I I. Of course, I agree with the things that she says that are conservative and Second Amendment and support these types of things. I just I'm so leery as to how so many people are becoming uh, woken up now as as to five years ago. Right. Because five years ago, they all hated Trump and conservatives. And now they're waking up. And I don't I don't know. uh, I don't know if I like their voice out there or not. I mean, there's plenty Mm. of other people to listen to. I think. Yeah. 
Uh, actually, and uh, again, uh, our 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 guest uh, is uh, is Jonathan T. Gilliam, and uh, it's a great perspective because it's easy to kind of wax on. Oh yeah, there comes Tulsi. I'm with you. I, I, Tulsi is a liberal. I mean, I I'm, I'm a conservative. I'm I'm a real yeah. hardline conservative. So I, I'm I, she's she's pretty and she's articulate and all that. But that's not uh, that's neither here nor there. There's there's plenty of that. All right, back to your book now because this the, the one I like the the one part and my listeners know Jonathan. I, I read books like. Uh, almost uh it's i'd say schizophrenic but that's not wrong it's just adhd <laughs> i jump around and so i read the first part usually then the last part i look for conclusions so the one thing caught me first chapter after i, I like the introduction and the warning and all but first chapter attacker mindset I, one thing i think people don't realize is it, predators a word thrown around i like attacker better because predator you feel like there's not predators on your block you, you want to believe that there probably are but you, you but attackers the mindset Said. Talk about that in this culture. And, and you see them, they're kind of wusses on social media, but they show that mindset, right? So yeah. talk about that a little bit. So it's interesting, you know, attackers, We everybody always thinks of an attacker as something you see in Chicago, you know, yeah. uh, or in New York, where you're getting pushed onto a subway or stabbed or shot. Um, but the, here's the reality is that what the CIA does um, when they groom a, uh, a potential source like in Iran, for instance, to go in and put a malicious code in a nuclear plant so it specifically does this one thing for that uh, to bring down part of that nuclear uh, uh, reactor so that it's not useful, right? right. That's an attack. That's mm-hmm. an attack. And it's exactly, believe it or not, the same type of tactics, techniques, and procedures that a pedophile will use to groom a family hmm. or groom a church so they can move in and specifically target a child, right? Hmm. So right. attacks can be uh, very quick. They can be ones that are spontaneous and not planned. But even the ones that are planned um, typically follow a pattern. That's what that person knows, so that's what they're going to do. A pedophile is a slow, methodical attack. A rapist is a very quick attack. But all of them have specific targets. They they look for vulnerabilities to access their target. They follow predictable avenues of approach, and they look for areas and times that are most critical. So is, uh, is, that, uh, that's what's to, you have to look at it that way from yeah, the attacker's point of view. Yeah, and 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 well, and and you know that's a, that's the power of that mindset thing. You know whether and you know I had Cernovich uh, did his gorilla mindset thing. You know it's a powerful tool, sort of framing to say, hey, change your mindset. So it gives us a way to think of it. Uh, jumping into the book, last case study. So what I want to when people see your book and when they see. Um, uh, the idea. Well, they say a lot of people say, well, that's not me. I- I'm doing something very simple. I-, I live my life. I go to work. I come home. I take my kids to soccer. I'm not. And y- your point on this and the-, the last case, it was a woman traveling with her husband and sort of I, th- I thought it was helpful because it made everybody. Well, not, m- most people travel. Right. So they right. so you're saying, hey, there's something here's something normal people do. Here's how some of these things play out. How much even in the hyper world of uh, uh, social media, how much do you worry that we are complacent. Americans are just overconfident. Well, I mean, it, it's, that's the biggest vulnerability that we have right now is that people are so locked into these phones. The smarter the phone gets, the dumber we get. So they may be called smartphones. They really should be called dumb phones because we become dumber, more complacent, and less aware. And uh, and you look at uh, 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 smart Elizabeth Smart. I interviewed her once on Hannity's radio show. And, and, you know, 
she was abducted and the way the guy got in there and she was held for about nine months by the people in utah the way the guy got in was he had done some work on the house before so he was familiar with the home and her he targeted her and her mom was cooking something that she burnt so she opened up the kitchen window and left it open huh. that's how he accessed their house so you know complacency doesn't mean parent or doesn't mean the opposite of that doesn't mean you're paranoid but it means that you've looked at yourself and the sectors in your life from the attacker's point of view so that you can determine who why when where and how you would attack yourself and once you realize that now you you actually can walk into an area less paranoid because you understand what's normal behavior and what's not normal uh, our guest is uh, Jonathan T. Gilliam, uh, Gilliam and his uh, book is Sheep No More, The Art of Awareness and Attack Survival. Hannity actually did the foreword. It's a uh, Post Hill uh, Press, and uh, I'll put it up on social media. Uh, it, it, the the election's coming, um, and the, <laughs> the media is finally paying attention to the fact that um, the actual issues that people care about are, are how much stuff costs and how much it's gone up, and also crime. And in your, again, your experience, more than two decades, you were on the front lines of law enforcement as well as military. Has there ever been a time? I mean, I, I look, I don't think we're all less safe, but I think we're now aware of the problem of crime and people feel it more than they ever have. So here, here's the reality of this is that there's not more criminals than there were 10 years ago. It's just that they have the ability to carry out their crimes um, much easier with less overwatch and less and wider penalty. So they're not afraid and uh, there's fewer cops and the cops that are on there are less experienced or they're just not going to get involved because the ramifications of their own career in the home. So yeah. the reality is uh, the environment uh, has been diluted to um, actually be a, po- a positive environment, operating environment for criminals. That's why you see more crimes, more violent crimes, um, and because it is a manufactured problem that mm. has given them an upbringing. Hmm. All right, Jonathan T. Gillum, I'll put up on social media uh, this uh, his book and uh, make sure to link to it. Sheep No More. Uh, thank you, sir, for your time, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Now, I'll leave you with this. Uh, the, the best tool you can ever have to, uh, to stop an attack is an awareness. There's no security system. There's no uh, type of camera or uh, uh, type of equipment you can have that will ever stop an attack like an awareness. Great. Good advice. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to be on with us. We will uh, we'll uh, talk again soon. Appreciate it. Jonathan T. Gilliam. Thank you. you. Um, All right, everybody. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Back in a moment. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, the conservative pro-family broadcast of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a leading voice for the sanctity of life, traditional education, the Constitution and American sovereignty. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Public health officials seem to be more focused on trying to change the name of monkeypox rather than limiting the virus. While the virus was spreading rapidly in New York City, its public health commissioner, Ashwin Vassan, sent a letter to the World Health Organization urging them to rename monkeypox because of, quote, potentially devastating and stigmatizing effects, end quote. Did you know? The World Health Organization names diseases, but not viruses. Viruses are named by the International Committee on Taxonomy of Viruses, 
and it has properly rebuffed the politically driven demand by Democrats to change the name of this virus, which should not have a candy-coated name. The committee informed NPR that the term monkey will probably remain part of any new name given to the virus, which may not be modified for a year or two anyway. Its data secretary informed NPR the consensus is that the use of the name monkey is sufficiently separated from any pejorative context such that there is no reason for any change. Democrats know that letting the monkeypox virus into our country is not good for Biden's approval rating and their chances in the upcoming midterm elections are impacted by political accountability for their failure to keep the virus out. Former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb recently told CBS, the window for getting control of this and containing it probably has closed. Gottlieb's statement means monkeypox could sink Democrats further in the upcoming midterm elections as yet another failure by the Biden administration to secure American borders against foreign harm. Yet it seems as though leftists are willing to take on that risk if it means protecting themselves from the dangers of violating the shifting standards of political correctness. After all, monkeypox spreads primarily by male-to-male sexual contact, so liberals are in an impossible situation for them. They can either admit the dangers of gay sex or ignore the science and let the virus spread unhindered. Sadly, the left seems to have chosen the latter. Political correctness truly does sometimes kill. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The hypocrisy and lies of the liberal media are alarming and even incite public unrest. But the fake news and the commentators whose slant coverage are finally being exposed. At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to provide timely alerts and take effective action on your behalf. That's phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back. Welcome back. Ed Martin here on a Pro-America Report. Hey, this is exciting. I figured something out. I mentioned to you that I'm in Pennsylvania, and I've been seeing a couple, not very many, but a couple of Fetterman signs. First of all, that is a weird man, Fetterman. He is a weird dude. His signs, his yard signs are black. They're like goth yard signs. Now, I know he likes to run around with a hoodie and he looks sort of uh, like, uh, you know, he's like six, eight and he looks sort of, uh, I don't know what to, how to say it. He looks kind of rough around the edges. Maybe I'm being generous. He looks a bit, bit disreputable, as my grandmother might say. But there you have it. But it's a little bit goth. It's a little dark. But here's what John Fetterman proves. It, it, it used to be, some of us used to say, and my wife is one of them, that what they were doing to Joe Biden was cruel because Joe Biden was not in shape to be a presidential candidate. And they propped him up there and ran him out of his basement. And it's even worse now. But, you know, he, the guy is allowing the country to be destroyed. He's leading it. So I don't feel bad for him, but I'll come back to him. But John Fetterman is seriously mentally incapacitated. He is not well. He had a stroke. I don't blame him. I've had my own health issues. You've had yours, your family members. I'm not blaming him. But the idea that the Democrats are propping him up should give you pause. And the way it should give you pause is it should make you realize that the the reality is that these people don't care about the person in power. They just care about the power. Conservatives get concerned about the quality of the person who's going to be in power. 
you, you, have a, you have a lengthy discussion in 2012 about Mitt Romney and his background and then his faith background as a Mormon. And people said, well, what does that mean? And there was lots of discussions about the quality of the person. And Donald Trump, same thing. You know, what about his history? You had conversations about who the person is. And you could say, well, character is, uh, you know, you know, the character is the is the quality of the person. I don't know. I just mean that the person in charge uh, for a conservative is matters almost as much as, in, in my opinion, uh, as what their principles are. Now, that may be a little counterintuitive to people because I'm a pretty rock ribbed conservative. But when you contrast it with the Democrats, they don't care at all about the quality of the person because they don't care about people, actually. They care about power. And so if you have to run a, a brain dead Joe Biden from his basement to get power, you do it. If you have to prop up a John Fetterman who's seriously addled, you do it. And what it should betray to you is they don't care about people. Where is Jill Biden and, and Mrs. Fetterman? These people, where are their kids to say, why are we doing this to dad? I mean, really? And more importantly, once you realize that it's not the person in the office that matters, it's having the power, you say, who's really driving this? And Joe Biden is, the country is being devastated because the people around him are having a great time being far left lefties. John Fetterman shouldn't be running. They, should, they can get lots of other people to be the candidate. They could have, and they didn't, because they don't care about people. All right, more on my report from Pennsylvania tomorrow. Ed Martin, I got to run. Uh, Pro-America Report, great to be with you. Be back tomorrow. All the best. On the answer, San Diego. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.